This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Brandon Podgorski, Professor of Sport Management at Trine University, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, I am joined by the Sales and Hiring Coordinator at Peak Sports Management, Grayson Allen. In his role as the Sales and Hiring Coordinator, Grayson recruits and trains new interns and account representatives for Peak Sports Management. Peak Sports Management is a company that works with college athletic departments all across the country that prefer to outsource their ticket and sponsorship sales to an outside company. PSM is seeing tremendous growth and has internship opportunities available for current students. As an undergraduate, Grayson went through the PSM internship program and was able to leverage his experience into his current role as sales and hiring coordinator. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, joining us today from Peak Sport Management, we've got Grayson Allen, who is not the notorious Duke basketball player, but he is the sales and hiring coordinator at Peak Sport Management. Do you ever get tired of having to make that distinction when you're talking with people? So it's funny that you start with that because that happens a lot. Um, and when, um, before I even got in the industry, um, so most of my, my social media socials are at, you know, Grace Allen or at the Grace Allen. Um, and so when he was at Duke, I would get messages from North Carolina fans. I get a message from Duke fans, just, you know, calling me a crybaby tripper and just all this type of stuff. So at the time I found it, you know, I found it funny and you know, it is what it is, but it still keeps happening. If I do, you know, if I go on networking events, if I meet people, they're like, Oh, like Grace now. And if I've done interviews, someone will say, Hey, honestly, I thought, you know, what if it was the guy? Um, but I'll say it works out. I met, um, I was at NACTA in Vegas, um, which is a huge, you know, athletic conference where multiple ADs around the country come out and we do a lot of networking and meeting and greeting. And I, I just so happened to meet the commissioner of the ACC and, you know, just introduced myself. He said, Hey, you said, you said Grace now. I said, yes, sir. And he said, let's hope you're the better one. All right. And I said, okay, awesome. <laughs> you know, so it works out in my favor because I think people remember it. Um, but it, it happens quite a bit. It happens quite a bit. And I've started using it sometimes uh, when, when talking to people to break the ice, but I guess it's a, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. Well, we can feel free to make that you know, um, comparison to, to pump up the numbers on this podcast here, oh, definitely. But, but we did not bring you here to talk about basketball. Um, we we're, you're here to talk about peak sport management, kind of your career and, and your background in working with college teams and in, in particular in sales. So first let's start off with this. I, I want to ask about peak sport management because yeah. a lot of people may not understand that college athletic departments, whether you're talking about, you know, some of the big ones, you know, Duke, yeah. North Carolina, Indiana, whatever, um, to even, you know, D2s, you guys work with a lot of mid-majors in D2s, they don't necessarily do their ticket sales or their sponsorship sales in-house. They'll yeah. outsource it to a company. Um, people might f- be familiar with Learfield IMG or with Peak, and you guys are certainly growing. So, Tell us a little bit about peak sport management, what you guys do, and then why would an athletic department want to outsource instead of doing some of these things in-house? Yeah, definitely. So that's kind of always the question. And um, the funny, a funny story to kind of add on to that, um, as you mentioned, it's sometimes just kind of confusing understanding, you know, what we are and, and you know, what we are is a third-party multimedia rights company. And just by saying that, you know, sometimes people be like, 
you know, what and it just stops them because they don't even know what that is. And um, there's a lot of things that go into that. But, um, you know, my my fiance is a high school math teacher. And, you know, sometimes family friends will say, oh, how are the kids? How's teaching? They go, Grayson, what do you do, by the way? I say, well, how much time do you have to explain, you know, all the ins and outs of it? But um, Peak, we're a, we're a third party multimedia rights company. Um, that's the businessy way of saying it. Essentially, what we do, like you said, we outsource and partner with universities, athletic departments to oversee all their corporate partnerships, um, their ticket sales and their multimedia rights. So what does that mean? Um, we'll partner with the university um, and, and be able to send um, upwards of one to three people that are representatives of Peak to work within the athletic department that we're partnered with. And they're tasked with outsourcing, um, building relationships and, and selling to businesses in the area of where that university is. Um, trying to get those businesses to partner with the university. Um, so essentially selling the brand of the university uh, to businesses to try and get those businesses to pay us and the university money for advertising. So um, what they're paying for is going to boost their brand through signage, through video board ads, video board commercials, LED signage, um, social media ads, on-field promotions, games, giveaways, um, the best examples I always give are if you have the Planet Fitness Flex Cam and you you know have the video board out there with a bunch of kids flexing, having fun, the Smile Doctor Smile Cam. You know, one of our schools we do a Chick Fil A chicken race where two fans get in chicken costumes, do a forty yard dash, and they win a free you know chicken biscuit. Um, it could be another things um, at the University of Central Arkansas. We have a promotion with the bookstore where if uh, a student brings in uh, another school's uh, or university's uh, shirt or apparel, they'll give them a UCA shirt in exchange. So ultimately um, selling the university that we're partnered with to businesses to get them to pay us for advertising. Um, and the cool part about that is, is, um, you know, peak, we work with, uh, 23, 24 universities and why that, that number changes because we've been growing so much. So I keep forgetting the count, but, um, you know, we work with 23, 24 universities. They're all FCS, um, high impact D2 schools, um, that truly don't have as many opportunities as your power five schools would get. Um, so by us going in there, um, you know, we're able to raise revenue, we're able to make an impact in the, in the community, in the backlight department, but, um, that's kind of the outside looking in of it. Um, and so by us raising revenue through corporate partnerships and ticket sales, we're making an impact, but truly on the inside of it, you know, peak, we're just a family company or a small mom and pop. Um, we have a really strong culture that, you know, I feel like you don't see very often, um, not because we're necessarily anything special, but just because we are smaller. Um, you know, we just have that close knit culture um, and that stems from our interns that work for us and, and work with us and are part of our family to our owners, Ryan and Carol Holloway. I mean, it's just something you, I don't think you're going to find anywhere else, um, you know, with, with what we are able to do, but, um, kind of speaking on, you know, why, why we're in business, why, why do universities want to work with us? Um, you know, the, the biggest thing first is just, we have a proven track record of success. Um, and, you know, being able to go in there, um, make an impact, raise revenue, have a plan that we can showcase and that will work to benefit their athletic department. Um, and just our history that's come from that, um, is one of the biggest things. Um, also, we're just able to bring in a lot of more resources. Um, honestly, sometimes in some ways, uh, save them time, um, save them money, um, and, and bring uh, more of an impact to that. Um, you know, first off, whenever we partner with the university, part of what I do is, you know, hiring the people that get to go there and represent us. Um, the people that one we're able to bring in are going to be more experienced and have, you know, a better background, not only in sales, but typically in corporate partnerships, um, but they're going to be more focused. Um, some of the universities we work in are small universities. You know, you got someone that's a coach doing marketing, doing sales and doing, you know, anything and everything they can just to help. 
Um, and so by us being able to bring in a professional that not only has the experience to do the job and has literally done the job, uh, but can be focused strictly on that allows them to have more time and more effort to raise revenue. Um, so with that um, as well, because we have someone in that type of position, um, you know, we're able to sometimes double, triple the amount of revenue that comes in. Um, you know, that's kind of the cool part about it is, is us being focused on it and then having the system that we have is it's going to work. Um, but also with that system, um, you know, we have uh, a foundation of people that, um, you know, constantly do training, have oversight, um, and, and just bring in more resources in that aspect. But um, overall, it's going to bring in more revenue. Um, it's going to, we're going to have more resources and structure that the university might not have um, and just make a bigger impact. Bringing in re more revenue is really kind of what it's all about. And, yeah. You know, why these schools you know, choose to, to, to outsource with a peak or, or with Learfield. And, you know, as you said, maybe they don't have the expertise in-house and that's a big commitment to bring yeah. that in-house. So it makes sense. To, uh, to partner with, a, with an agency who's already doing this and doing it at a high level. And I want to talk more about that and, and more about the expansion with Peak. But, you know, for, for our students who are listening and, and everybody else listening, let's talk about your background because, you know, I, I laugh a little bit because we were talking about it before we went on air here of how your, your quick ascension up the uh, <laughs> Peak Sport Management ladder. So, you know, talk about that because, you know, you're, you're from Texas with the uh, Texas A&M Commerce and then after that, you know, you got your internship with, with Peak and, and then just kind of rose through the ranks. So walk us through that story. Yeah. So uh, as we were talking about, my story isn't anything um, glamorous. You know, I didn't do five, six internships. I haven't, you know, jumped from job to job and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I got my bachelor's in sport management from Texas A&M Commerce. Um, you know, while I was doing that, um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be in sports. You know, I'm your avid sports fan. Um, literally last Saturday, I did not move off the couch. I watched five games and just didn't move like everybody else at home that's in our industry. Um, so I love sports and I wanted to be a part of it. And when someone told me I could work in it and I, I thought they were crazy. Um, but once I learned about it, I just wanted more. And so um, from there, I realized uh, at the end of my uh, degree that I needed an internship. Um, and at that time, I had no connections, uh, no opportunities or anything. So I scrambled as uh, some, some do and um, reached out, built relationships and, and ended up finding peak. Um, they asked me to, to come work for them and do some, some stuff on the side, um, working for their two baseball tournaments that we have out here in Texas. Um, and then that ultimately led to um, an internship um, with them at their headquarters where um, I did graphic design, did social media, did some kind of pre-event op type stuff, um, as well as um, some corporate partnerships, um, just trying to sell and do what I could. Um, once that was over, my bachelor's was done and COVID was at a weird time. So there weren't really any opportunities in Texas. Um, and I just was kind of back at square one. So I decided to go back to commerce, uh, be a grad assistant, get my master's, did some research, you know, help teach some classes. Um, really, it was just an opportunity for me to bide my time to build relationships and find my next step. Um, after a year, um, I had been in contact with Peak that entire time, kind of bugging them to death just to give me more stuff to do. I just wanted to work. I was hungry. Um, after that, they gave me a phone call and said, hey, we have this opportunity. Are you interested? And I said, uh, yeah, I would be very interested going from an unpaid college student to a, a full-time uh, salary professional uh, in the industry that I love. So um, uh, in 
March of, jeez, uh, a year and a half ago um, was when I started. Um, now I'm the sales and hiring coordinator, so I oversee all of our hiring, our recruiting, um, as well as our internship program. And now I've been with them for, um, shoot, a year and six months, which is insanely weird to say. But um, nothing too flashy. Um, I sometimes joke that I got lucky and the door opened and I just took it and ran with it. Um, if one of our owners, Kara Holloway heard me say that she would, um, she would hate it because I've said it before and she said, no, that you earned it. But, um, I truly think a door just opened and it worked out in my favor, but that's kind of my path. Yeah. You know, it kind of goes back to the old saying, luck is kind of when hard work meets preparation there. And I don't want, you know, students kind of gloss over everything that you just talked about, especially during COVID, because we had the same thing up here all the way up in Northeast Indiana, where we had students graduate in 2020 and nobody was hired, you know, because yeah. there, there were no games. Um, but you didn't just stay uh, stagnant and, and you didn't say, oh, woe was me. Okay, let me go back. Let me get my master's, kind of reevaluate things, kind of wait things out. But as you were doing that, you know, you were still staying active with the company that you interned with. And, you know, you weren't even asking for a job. What can I do? Just continue build skills and help. Really enjoyed working with you. And, you know, they noticed that. And then when something opened up, like, hey, you're at the top of the mind. So, you know, any students listening to this, you know, that's that's the path. And, and I talk about it all the time. <clears throat> well, not to put you on the spot, but let me ask you, were you a 4.0 student? No. OK, so no. I tell that all the time, you know, be an honor roll student, get on the dean's list, be 4.0. That's great. But, you know, it's those students who had that internship, the experience and the network are the ones who are going to get hired. So and you not only did you get hired, but now. You know, you went from a role where you're doing, how many cold calls do you think you were doing a day when you're in your internship? Uh, I think I honestly got lucky because I was, you know, interning here at headquarters rather than one of our properties. I was, okay. you know, making 20 to 30 a day on top of, you know, everything else. Um, and, you know, was it the best thing in the world? No, but in the back of my mind, I just knew that this was going to make me a better professional. And like you yeah. said, get more skills. Um, but to hit on what you said about, you know, having a 4.0 GPA, I think I was a, like a 3.4 or 3.5. You know, I was average. Um, and, you know, I was okay in school. I worked hard. Um, but I think one of the biggest things was um, I just had a passion. And I, I just wanted, I knew that I wanted to be here and I would do whatever it took. Um, that's why, you know, I, I bugged everyone to death. Just give me opportunities, built relationships. Like you said, um, I was just hungry and I knew that there was nothing that was going to stop me from getting here. Um, and sometimes that's just what it takes. You just got to keep working at it. And if it takes a year, if it takes two years, three years, if you're just patient, a door will open. There's always a door that's going to open somewhere. Um, you sometimes got to be patient, just work for it. Yeah. And so, you know, you went through that you know, in that internship, doing those cold calls and probably doing some of that, you know, those hard, those hard days, I'm in the office, there's games at night, things like that. And then, yeah. you know, you kind of bide your time, you work hard, you show your value. And now you're a little bit more into a leadership role where, you know, you don't have to do that. Now you're bringing on and training these people who are doing that. So, you know, it can happen quick. And if you can show value to an organization, um, you know, you get a chance to maybe be the next, you know, good Grayson Allen, <laughs> as opposed to the, the notorious Grayson Allen. But I, I did want to talk about the internship because the internship program with Peak is a little unique. Um, mm -hmm. You guys do, a, from what I can see, a really nice job of training and allowing your interns to actually do work, giving them the opportunity to add on to their skills and then possibly come back to Peak um, as an account rep. So just talk to that a little bit. Yeah, well, the, the biggest thing about that um, is I think, 
what I tell everyone is this is not a coffee internship. This is not a cubicle internship. This is not running and getting papers internship. Um, because one that doesn't benefit whoever's doing that internship, but it doesn't benefit us. Um, as I talked about earlier, we work in, in smaller universities where every, everyone has their hands in, in different pots, you know, it's all hands on deck. Um, and so for one, our internship program is extremely experience focused um, and, and kind of training focused. Um, so there's two sides to our internship program. So one side of it is, is the program side. So that's my side. Um, we put every intern through a training program. We teach them how to prospect, how to find businesses, who's the person to talk to. Um, we teach them how to cold call. I think everyone, when they hear cold calling, they want to go run and hide. Um, we teach you it's not bad. It's not as scary as you think it is. And once you make five of those, it's going to get 40,000 times easier. Um, we teach you how to cold call and the do's and don'ts of that. We teach you how to create a presentation and a proposal for a partner. We teach you how to talk to partners. We teach you how to close a deal. We teach you that entire process so that um, one, you understand what we do and why we do it. Um, but once you leave our internship, you have the skills necessary to go be successful, whether it's with us or somewhere else. But in that program side, we basically teach you the ins, ins and outs of peak through, through training and opportunities. We do fun projects and stuff like that. Just trying to get you involved in, in different aspects of what we do. And, um, also I just, I like building relationships with our interns. I tell them at the start of every internship, I say, I'm not your boss. I'm not your director. I'm here to make sure that you get the best opportunity possible and make sure that I'm setting you up for success in the future. Um, not here to, to have you run errands for me and do, do small stuff. Um, the other side of that um, uh, internship uh, is the actual on-site experience side of it. Um, you know, they do a lot of virtual training stuff, like I said, with me, but all of our internships are on-site within athletic department with our general managers, account executives, fulfillment coordinators at a university. So they take all that training and then now they're literally prospecting. They're literally selling, they're making cold calls, they're sitting in athletic meetings. They're going with our representatives to, to meetings with partners. So they're getting to see what the interaction is like. Um, we've had uh, interns literally sell for us. They've gone through the whole process of getting a signed contract. Um, so being able to say that and get that kind of experience is extremely important um, for them and their career and, and going forward. But um, long story short, we give them the foundation to be successful and then they get the experience to use that foundation and, and continue on with it. Um, and I think, you know, it's good for them, but for us, we're growing. We've added, you know, five to six schools in the past seven, eight months. We want to be at 50 schools by 2025. And we can't do that unless we can build a foundation of pe people that want to be here. Um, right now we're in our fall internship program. Um, this is my fifth internship semester. Out of the four that we've had, um, we typically have 15 to 20 um, total across multiple different properties. Um, I think I've hired eight or nine interns over the past you know, four semesters. Um, so at least one to two interns from every semester that we've had has become a full-time hire. Um, even not with us, I've had interns go to Learfield and be account executives. We have a, uh, an intern that's now an account executive at Mississippi State and an account executive at um, Missouri. Um, we've had someone that did our internship and told us, Hey, I don't want to do sales, which is honestly sometimes what I want to hear. Um, if you've done the experience with us and know this isn't, this isn't what you want to do. Awesome. Um, it means I've done my job to put enough in front of you to know that. Um, but now I'm marketing coordinator at, at Michigan. Some are working in you know, minor league baseball, professional sports. Um, so long story short, um, our internship is extremely focused it's going to help whoever is a part of it learn what they want to do or maybe don't want to do. And it's going to set them up to either come work for us full time if that opportunity is available, be successful in that opportunity or go somewhere else and, and take what they've learned and be successful somewhere else. 
So um, I'll ask you a two-part question. I hate asking two-part questions, but I do think these go together here. Um, one, if students were interested in an internship at Peak, you know, yeah. how do they find that? Where do they go? And then two, you know, being on the hiring side, you know, what are you looking for? Like when they're ready to interview, what is it they need to have on their resume? Or what are some things that would stand out to you as somebody who's hiring these interns? Yeah, so um, first thing I always say is reach out to me. Um, if you find my LinkedIn, you find me on Twitter, you find me on Instagram, you find me anywhere, you find my information. Somehow, if you reach out, I will talk to you, have a conversation with you, learn about you um, and see if something can happen. Um, also, Teamwork Online, we put every single internship full-time opportunity on there every single semester. If you type in Peak Sports, you'll see about 30 different op opportunities, whether it's internships or full-time. Okay. So I typically say go to me or, or look on Teamwork Online, but coming to me is, is probably your, your easiest uh, track to defining opportunities. Um, and in terms of the hiring process, uh, you're making me give away some of my secrets. Um, <laughs> One of the biggest things is, um, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, but I knew I just wanted to be in sports and learn. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with not knowing what you want to do. I used to tell people, I don't know what I want to do because I haven't sat in an office and done it for nine months. How am I supposed to know what I want to do if I haven't done that? That's why I think our internship is so awesome because they're doing it for 15 weeks, 12 weeks. Um, the type of people you look for, are, I think, are one people that have a passion to not only work in college athletics, um, but in sales. Sales is not for everybody. It, it truly isn't. It's a different type of industry. There's a lot of ups, a lot of downs, um, and you got to be very uh, persistent and adaptable in that aspect. Um, so one, someone that wants to be in coll collegiate athletics or sales, I um, mean, knows that they want to do that and have a passion for it because one, it's going to help us and connect with what we do, but they're going to be more successful in that. If they hate what they're doing, they're not going to want to wake up every day and do it and be good at it. Um, depending on the role, internships are different. Um, I'm someone that believes experience is important. But if you have the passion and the personality, you don't have to have 15 internships to do our internship. Um, for our account executive opportunities, um, we do look for people that do have sales experience because in those roles, um, we put a lot of new money revenue generation as well as fulfillment and activation of our partnerships onto that, that person. Um, so they not only need to understand the grit and grind of, of collegiate athletics or minor league baseball or professional sports, whatever it is, they need to understand the grind of sports and what's going to come from that. They also need to know the sales process. We need to know that they can pick up the phone. They have the personality to relationship build and get to know people and network. Um, so that's crucially important. Um, and then as I touched on earlier, just someone that has a positive personality and attitude, um, something that our president Ryan Holloway said was you don't have to be an extrovert to be a professional in, in sales, mm -hmm. but you, you have to have a good personable personality that is willing and open to talk to people. Um, people that want to network, want to build, want to get to know people um, and build those relationships. Um, so those are the biggest things, knowing that this is what you want to do, that you have a passion for it um, and that you have the personality to uh, build relationships and, and do everything along those lines. Now you did mention, activation. And I wanted to talk about that. So, you know, if anybody's listening and not familiar necessarily with the, with sales and how it works in sport, you know, you have the person. So, so I did, you know, sponsorship sales for a few years in baseball, I'd be the one who goes out and, and I sell the outfield sign. And then it goes to this activation coordinator and the activation coordinator has an important job of actually fulfilling the contract. So they're the one getting the artwork, making sure the sign's the right um, dimension, you know, fulfilling any type of pr um, promotion that we're doing for, for the actual business. Do you have a, a dedicated person who does that? Or is that something that your reps do as well? 
Yeah, it depends. So um, some of our smaller schools, um, typically our D2 universities, um, they might have one person, one person that sells, one person that networks, um, one person that fulfills and activates and does everything in between from talking to a partner to get um, what they want to get out of a partnership, um, getting that signage, that marketing piece, that element and making sure it happens. Sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's two. Um, and in some cases, uh, our two top universities have three people where we have two sellers and one dedicated fulfillment person that strictly focuses on fulfillment and activation. Um, but with that, like you said, um, essentially it's once something has been sold, what is that business paying for? Are they paying for signs? Are they paying for social media ads? Are they paying for video board ads and commercials? They're paying for giveaways, coupons, um, a competition on the field. You know, what is it? Um, and then making sure that we have the resources elements and everything in between to make sure that it literally happens. If, if Chick-fil-A paid for uh, a game on the field where two fans jump in chicken costumes, do a four yard dash for, you know, chicken biscuit coupons. We have to go get those two fans. We have to have those costumes, put them in it, have them be up on the video board um, and make sure we have the coupons to give it to them. So um, basically it's a lot more game day type focused. Um, there's a lot that goes into it um, with working with the marketing department and everyone else that's, you know, part of the athletic department. But um, I typically joke and say that's the most stressful part of it um, because, yeah. Uh, you know, if someone pays ten thousand dollars for something to happen, and it doesn't happen. That's someone's not going to be happy. But I also think it's the fun part about it. You know, that's the time that you can stand on a field, on a football field, a basketball court, and get to realize you know what you get to do and how awesome it is. Um, so that's kind of inside of that. So, how important, in your opinion, is it for somebody on the sales side? Like, you know, kind of looking through your experience, you've got some experience with Photoshop, Digidec. Buffer, pipe drive, Photoshop, all these things, you know, we may not offer them in college classes, but those are skills that a student could go out and get on their own. And as I start to look at, at job requirements, even in sales, you know, I think everybody's being asked to do more with a little bit less. So, you know, when I was in sale, hey, just, just go out and just sell. Don't worry about all that other stuff. Yeah. But now you may have to do a little bit of sales and a little bit of activation. So, you know, what would be some of the important things that you would recommend students get skills on just above and beyond being able to talk and, 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 and you know, dial a phone, which is important, got to have that. But is there anything above and beyond that, that that you personally would recommend? I do think Photoshop is something um, that's that can be extremely important. Now, if I'm interviewing someone and they have sale experience, but they don't have Photoshop experience, I'm not going to, you know, cut them off and, or anything like that. It's, it's more of an added benefit. Um, that's kind of another cool part of our internship program is we teach everyone how to use our presentation software and honestly how to do some Photoshop so that they learn how to do it. The biggest thing about our sales pitches is you want people to visualize it. So if someone says, hey, I want to sign on the backfield wall of the baseball stadium, um, we'll literally go take a picture of a blank you know, wall and then digitally Photoshop their logo and what that would look like so they can literally see it. Um, because that not only helps the process, but helps, you know, the partner visualize what it's going to be. So Photoshop, I think, would be a really good skill to have um, because I think most people that come in have some form of experience in it, but it does take time. And, and honestly, if you're good at it, it would make the partner that you're working with more excited about what you're selling. Um, I think another thing is, is something that I know you probably harp on, everyone harps on, that for whatever reason is, is overlooked a little bit, um, is building your network. Um, mm. You know, it may not be necessarily something like Photoshop that you can just go watch a YouTube video on how to do. Um, but the whole reason I'm in the position I am today is because someone called me to offer me a job. 
you know, I didn't have to go through multiple applications, stuff like that. My network came to me. Um, and even now the network I'm building now has allowed me to make multiple connections with different people to get people opportunities. Um, you know, sometimes people that I hire are from a reference from someone else. So if you're a student trying to get in our industry, another huge skill is just your network. Um, because you never know when someone might call you, someone might post something on LinkedIn that you're interested in and you go through that interview process. And the person that's interviewing is someone you had coffee with two weeks ago. Um, you know, it's just going to make your life easier. Um, on top of that, um, I don't really know much else. I mean, really the stuff I touched on earlier is the biggest thing, but Photoshop can be a huge extra piece that, that people can have. Um, oh, I also to add, um, just knowledge on our industry. Um, you know, the D1 ticker puts out a lot of information about college athletics, um, signings, you know, AD movement, um, deals, partnerships, multiple, multiple different things. And so being versed in our industry is extremely important. So whatever industry you want to go into, having the knowledge and um, kind of background of just understanding our industry is extremely important. Another thing that's, I think that's overlooked. If I'm interviewing someone and I ask, hey, what do you know about this school? And they go, oh, well, I think it's a great school, but I'd love to learn more. That tells me, you know, you, you didn't do the time and research, but if you can tell me a little bit about them, their history and say, hey, I watched them last week, you know, they've won, you know, this and this, they've done this and this, just having that little extra piece of knowledge about our industry is, is going to be super beneficial. Man, a lot of great nuggets in this episode here. So I hope students are listening, especially those who are looking to land an internship or, or a job after graduation. So, you know, say they, they land that job with peak sport management and, and they're going in and they're, they're starting, you know, what would a day-to-day look like for, for one of your account reps and one of your general managers, maybe? Yeah. Well, that's, see, that's a tough question because, the awesome part about what we do in the industry that we work in is every day, every hour is going to be different. You know, I don't wake up and at 8 a.m. do the same thing, do the same thing after lunch, do the same thing at 5 p.m. That's the same thing with people that work at our schools um, that are our representatives. Um, but I mean, a typical day can be a number of things. You know, it could be taking an hour, two hours to prospect businesses, figure out who you're going to call and talk with. It could be literally sitting down for an hour and making calls, building relationships. It could be going door to door to businesses to introduce yourself and talk to people. Um, it could be going to a, a chamber event, an athletic event, and a community event. Again, just networking, getting to know people, um, having a meeting with the marketing department, the operations department, could be giving a partner a tour of your stadiums and your facilities. Could be sitting down making a, a proposal, a presentation. Um, it could be working a game day. As we kind of talked about before we hopped on, um, this right now is one of the most stressful time of the year um, before our, our schools because, you know, they're fulfilling everything in football. Um, and so most of them, uh, you know, if they have a game on Saturday, they're out there Wednesday kind of visualizing everything. Thursday, they have everything set up and ready to go. Um, Friday, they're all day setting up, you know, sometimes literally running through competitions and stuff that we have. If, Again, we have two fans doing a race. Our GM and account executive will literally get out there and do it um, to kind of visualize and put everything in perspective and make sure everything you know runs well and do a, a mock you know activation. Um, and then game day, if the game's at seven, sometimes they're out there at eight a.m. setting up, getting ready, and they don't leave until midnight. You know, after tearing down. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, I think the, the awesome part is everything is you know is just going to be different. Um, there is that element of sales, of that networking, relationship building. There is that element of marketing, being creative, coming up with those activations proposals. And then there's the fun part, the game day operations activation where you get to be in the moment, on the, on the sideline, on the field. Um, so it truly is everything. And I think that's what's so tough about the question is 
you know, when people ask like, what am I going to do? I'm like, you're going to do everything. You're going to do everything. And, and even though sales is a large component of that and the main component, you're going to do so much. You're going to learn so much. You're going to get so much experience that um, I, I don't think you'll ever get bored of it. That's why sports is such a great industry to work in, at least in my opinion, because no two days are the same. You know, you do some similar stuff every day, but for the most part, you know, you just never know what's going to come at you and you never know who's going to be on the other end of that phone. And, uh, kind of makes it exciting as far as I'm concerned. So, um, but this is Grayson Allen, sales and hiring coordinator at Peak Sport Management. Grayson, if anybody wanted to connect with you or find you on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, it should just be Grayson Allen. Um, if you go to our website, it has a lot of information about different people that work for Peak and our contact information, where to find us there. Um, also, Grayson at PeakSportsMGMT.com. That's my email. Feel free to shoot me an email, reach out. Um, I believe my Twitter is the Grayson Allen as well. Um, but if you look me up on LinkedIn, look us up on our website, anything like that, and you reach out, love to talk, love to get to know you. And I'm always an open book. So um, that's probably the best way to do it. Fantastic. Well, Grayson, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. Of course. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to listen to our next episode on October 13th as we speak with the Director of Analytics for the Purdue-Fort Wayne men's basketball team, Joshua Kelly. We'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes. This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the Center for Sports Studies podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star rating if you like what you've heard. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TrineCSS. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.